2: farmer-owned, Vermont-grown.
1: Loyalty. Described as do you care? And I care. And that's why I'm on this show. Comes a time. Here we go. <laughs> I'm a sucker for O'Teal, man. It's all that same feeling that I have. That would he fill the void
0: that I didn't even know existed. It feels so good to, as Ben said, to Try to do something about an issue as opposed to complaining. If you can't help, don't hurt. If we could just all get out there and throw cream puffs at each other, maybe instead of bullets and (laughs) (laughs) angry words, it would be better. When you stop laughing, you stop living. There's a worldwide surge in interest in mushrooms. It was deep, man. It's not that TM makes your mind quiet
3: down there. It already is. We're just stuck up here. We've lost access.
2: My Jumpin' Jack Flash came out by the Stones. I thought, all right, perfect, man. I'm going to drive, and I started driving through the neighborhood, and I got got a text from Mick Jagger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) People saying that, you know, what we do is non-essential. Well, playing those few gigs that you saw me at felt pretty essential to me. It wasn't like they were clapping from here. Is they were clapping from here. My view of things is that death death is the last and best reward for a life well lived.
3: Like you gotta, it's the strangest of places if you look at it right, you know? If you're liking what you're hearing, head on over to
1: patreon.com forward slash comesatimepod and get your bus pass for an extra episode every week.
3: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of comes the time. That's Oteal. Where are you today? Oteal? Uh, you're above me.
1: I'm above right. And you're below center. Perfect. You're centered
3: today. Centered. Exactly. And it's a good day to be centered. Absolutely. Th- thanks everybody for listening. And uh, if you're enjoying us, head over to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Head over to my YouTube channel at Mike fenoya O'Teal's at O'Teal Burbridge. Subscribe. We're dropping a bunch of cool videos. Rate, review, share. Tell your friends, whoever you think might like the podcast. And join us at patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod for uh, a bonus episode every week. And a lot of great stuff. Eric's over there curating uh, incredible stuff. So I'm going to actually hide my video because I really don't want to look at me today when I'm talking. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that. We're going to get into some heavier stuff. So a lot of people, um, have you been noticing O'Teal that like a lot of people have been mentioning, like they really enjoy the conversations we have about mental health and about, you know, the vulnerable stuff.
1: For sure. And they, uh, and they don't mind when we have (laughs) people on and like, uh, when we had Norwood, I really don't think we talked bass or music. (laughs) I know. Like hardly at, if at all, you know, like And nobody was bummed. They really liked it. They were like, you know, you guys are just hanging out, talking. So, of course, we get to what we talk about a lot, which is and we talk about it even obviously with each other. But with other people, you know, there's a lot of mental health
3: (laughs) stuff going on. And it means a ton when people take the time to reach out and kind of go like, I love what you guys are doing. And thank, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for doing it. And it's got us through you know, rough times and all of that. And obviously, obviously look, the pandemic was the pandemic. That's just an unprecedented speed bump that everybody had to go through. Right. But a lot of people had stuff prior me being one of them. And, uh, that thing was, a it was more of like the great wall than a speed bump. You know what I mean? Like it was it's an a,
1: amplifier. It just it turned sure everything
3: was. up. You yeah. Know? yeah. It, it
1: froze sure. us and then it turned it up and it's like, Oh,
3: Whoa! It really did. And, uh, you know, uh, for those of you that don't maybe have never listened to the podcast or whatever, like if you go back, we've always been very open and honest about like mental health stuff. And, um, we had a guest, Amy Cuddy on not that long ago, who, uh, really her, her episode hit me deep. And it was kind of like, I needed to take a minute and kind of like, I want to do what she did on my podcast on our podcast too, you know? So, and I've been pretty open with, you know, uh, my struggles with mental health and what I've tried to do to like help it and fix it and whatever. And I, in a conversation with you, Othiel, one day I said, I'm ready to do the work, right? Remember this? Yeah. And, oh yeah, I remember. And remember the universe said, all right, buddy, oh. y- you want the work? You, well, said, you said, you said, said. this week on, uh, you said, this week on, you said it. So... <laughs> I just kind of wanted to like I thought it was important to uh use this platform to like be honest and talk about it and what I did then and what I'm doing now and how I you know 2022 was a horrible horrible year it was just absolutely brutal and the pandemic was the pandemic and I know 22 was kind of like we were coming out of it and trying to like come back to life and figure out what that even meant right because it's like you know f- maybe for those that have anxiety or depression or panic or whatever, that break we had, someone else made us take that break. So it was kind of not like our laying in bed while the rest of the world, you know what I mean? Like it was a thing where we all kind of had to pump the brakes and whatever. Right. So coming out of it was difficult because you kind of have to like, you know, come out of hibernation and how do you get back to life and how do you do the things you used to do and how are you feeling? And a lot of well, people weren't ready. No one. Um, yeah. And so they're, and
1: they're, I know a couple that still aren't. They're really. Yeah. They're, they don't feel safe back out just like being normal again.
3: You know, Well, maybe this is for them, you know, like <laughs> maybe this is something that, you know, um, I've been on and off of medication for depression and anxiety for. A, wa- a long time, like probably since college and uh you know here and there do it i don't do it i don't follow up with it and then you know at, and one of the episodes we talked about how i had taken myself off of lexapro with microdosing and i kind of yeah. wanted to see what i was feeling muted i was feeling nothing on that stuff and i took myself off of it gradually i tried microdosing i tried macrodosing um which was beautiful and profound
0: or even if you have but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good well now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best selling everyday earbuds with raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds now you also get active noise cancellation ergonomic design and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once new quick charge function
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select
0: devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
3: But not sustainable. Like it was yeah. a big expansion and then you kind of contract, you know, and it yeah. was an expansion and you contract. I had beautiful experiences with a guide where I took a good amount of mushrooms and we talked up to that moment. She sat with me throughout the entire experience. I, purged. Like I let out so much stuff that I didn't even know was still bothering me. Yeah. And it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And there were, you know, synchronistic things that happened along with it and where I did the, the trips and all of that. Like, for instance, I was like at a river doing it and I got in the car to leave later that night and I hit, plugged my phone in to play music and Bob, we're only a river. It comes on, and the river was a huge theme in the my experience, huge. and I was just like, Oof. I remember so it. but it wasn't sustainable like i I think that right now with psychedelic medicine and psychedelic healing and anti medication and all of these different theories and stuff up in the air, I think everyone needs to, and I'm not a medical professional, this is just me. I think I needed to kind of be honest with the fact that I have no idea what is the best thing for me. So trying a lot of different things was part of the process and not giving up, you know? So the, one of the big doses I did was great. The other one was not so great. Um, Taking a good amount of mushrooms is like getting on a plane. Like you might get upgraded to first class or you might sit in the middle in the last row, either way, the plane is taken off. So yeah. buckle up,
1: you know, sorry, you got the baby kicking your seat seat me. <laughs>
3: exactly. <But. laughs> it's going to be what it is, you know? So I had a period of time, uh, last year, 2022 where anxiety my whole life has kind of been like a, uh, imagine like a, like a, um, a storm cloud kind of like rolls through and you can see it and you can put on your coat, put on your raincoat, put on your, go in the house. You address the anxiety. Um, It's always been like that. It's always been sort of at a distance and I feel it and it gets, you know, panicky or whatever. And it passes. I had a period last year where like a fog rolled in and it set up camp. Like it didn't leave. And I had like a, very, very like deep confusion and sadness and disorienting kind of feeling where I just had no idea how to get out of it. And that was terrifying. And it started to affect me physically where I would wake up <clears throat> and literally like be holding on to my bed. I felt like my bed was on yeah. the head of a pin. Yeah. And I felt like if I, you know, and that was my first thought when I woke up and it was just racing thoughts. And I woke up exhausted. Like I was just like yes. for months and months <laughs> and months, I was just downright exhausted. And I,
1: I wonder what your blood pressure was. Believe it or like not. Cause you
3: could just sit
1: there and just be like, you know, it's yeah. uh, It's tiring. Like you say, it's exhausting. I was
3: completely exhausted. And where, like, so if this is reality, right, I would kind of do this what if stuff. So I would kind (laughs) of like, you know, go, I'm here. And then I'd go, well, what if this? And then I'd set up camp there. And the worst case scenario became my frame of reference. And I'm kind of like looking at, okay, like now that's reality, but it's not it's my distorted, it's like, you know, riding a bike with like one tire loose or something, or like trying to like, it's hard. I'm not calibrated, you know? And it started to get really debilitating and it started to get like, and I want to say something else that's really important too. lack of a community is an, is incredibly important in this story too, because I think that like, you know, you spend a lot of time alone during the pandemic. You spend a lot of time like, yes, with zoom and stuff like that, but there's something about the human yeah. connection. Right. And the old way, <laughs> the old way. Right. But that even got weird to the point where like, I was going to concerts and I felt uncomfortable. I was like terrified in crowds. Like I, I was, it was, and I don't even know of what I was just like extremely uncomfortable. Well, and COVID
1: I, for one thing. <laughs> yeah, that totally, you, right. You didn't get it forever, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. <clears throat> that's true. And uh but I'm not saying that's all of it, but I'm just like, you know, that was a that was one thing. It was like, uh
3: But O'Teal, you're right. It's like that was one thing. And that was a thing that should have been able to just kind of be squelched, but it was that compounded with five oh, other that, things. That. <laughs> and it's like, what straw broke the back? I don't know, but it was just this yeah. kind of like, this fog was here, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. you know, it, I'm I'm big on analogies, but it's like, if that one doesn't work for you, like, you know, if a little grease fire on the, on the stove is normal anxiety, my house was like up in flames. Yeah. Like I was just like engulfed in it and I couldn't find my way out. And That's a uh, panicky feeling, man, it was, t- it was basically all the hours I was awake was panic and it was about nothing. It really, I couldn't pinpoint what it was about. It felt like the bottom fell out and I would, Can was I
1: a- ask you a question about, yeah. yeah. You said when i I make a scenario and it's the worst case one. And then I just set up camp there and I used to do that same thing too, especially I f- felt like I would never be able to, I can never do this or I'll never beat this or I'll never, whatever. But now I've found more, I do ha- still have that one, but I also have the best case scenario and then everything in the middle, I'm just like, so I can kind of, like you said, be more, uh, you don't, don't lose perspective because yeah. with the worst you have the best, but it sounds like maybe. You, you know, like when you use the grease fire versus the house being on fire, to me, that's just a feeling of panic.
3: Yes. The grease
1: yes. fire inside would be a panic. <laughs> uh,
3: <know>? Of course. <laughs> so yeah.
1: If the house is on, and is that what keeps you from like being able to look at the best case scenario also? That's is a it great... just like obliterate the whole thing. Just
3: take a bowling ball through it or something. I guess, I guess what I could say is I think it's a great question. And I asked myself that a million times. And I think that at my worst i didn't even know a best case existed i didn't even know anything other than the worst case existed and You're i like, think like what best case scenario <laughs> best case scenario was like not feeling the worst case um to be honest but i think yes, that what, I,
1: and i used to be that way too i can, so i feel you cuz yeah. i
3: remember when i would was like what best case scenario yeah i hear so, you so i guess Man. you know in retrospect being able to talk about it now, looking back, the thing I'm enjoying right now is I understand that there's a worst case and a best case, but I don't care. Like I'm okay going this way. And if either (laughs) happens, exactly. Like it's not the end of the world. It's not the, it's, you know, extremes don't, extremes were the problem. And, and it just became this kind of like I just don't know where, uh, again, I can only say it like a cloud rolled in and I kind of, so, yeah. but I was getting yeah. to the point where like, I mean, I lost a bunch of weight. I wasn't, uh, wasn't sleeping well. I like not the good way. <laughs> no, not the good way at all. And diet and exercise. <laughs> yeah. Just like worry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd feel no. uncomfortable about even like going into like situations, simple situations, just going to get ice cream with my wife going to the store going to wow. i started to feel just a very uneasy anxious but constant feeling right and so i so what
1: was like look, look, sorry i don't want to keep in right but please. what would be your best case just like an example of your your worst case scenario about going to get ice cream like what was oh, dude that would keep you be like i don't even want to do because the
3: ice cream shop could go blah 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 blah.
1: There, know,
2: like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: the ice cream shop could go like it, it was. It was a a lack of trust in humanity, a lack of trust in um, the unknown. I think really what it boiled down to it was like Ooh. elements that I couldn't control were overwhelming. Like I really do think that there it, it that's why I yeah. mean like it could have been the grocery store, it could have been ice yeah. cream. It was you just walk out the
1: front door then unknown bingo. thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't a specific that's the thing that was yeah. terrifying was, like it wasn't like a. it wasn't like if I go to X, then Y might happen. If yeah. I go to the airport, the plane may crash. If I go to this, someone might shoot the place up. No, none of that. It was that would have been easier. This was just like a, Overwhelming. That's what I mean by like I was clouded and I had no idea. So, I knew something had to be done, and I, you know, I searched and searched and searched for a therapist. I and God bless my wife. And you know, I mean, she's great, man. She sat through, and and she was, you know, I mean, it was it was terrifying for a while. And I'm gonna say I wasn't suicidal, but. I was very tired of living because life was exhausting. I mean, I was like yeah. downright, like just spent dude. Just I was done. Spent. And it was every, every thought had a hundred pound weight on it. Like every, what if had a hundred pound weight on it. everything was heavy. And that's what made me so like, uh, exhausted and tired and all of that. So I had to kind of surrender and, really kind of just be like, you know what? Something's not working and I'm not sure what to do. And I did some research and I found a doctor and I made an appointment to go talk to her. And, um, prior to going, and this is something that maybe if people have gone to therapy or gone to talk to, you know, doctors or whatever, the first time you go, it's always, uh, so tell me about yourself. So what I did was the night before I went, I wanted to beat them to the punch with that. So I sat down and I wrote about myself and I made a timeline of all of the stuff that I've gone through and all of the things that I've experienced and all the emotions that, you know, like things that maybe, I wanted to just give her everything and be like, yeah, I'm not holding anything back. Just this is there everything. And like four pages later, dude, (laughs) I'm like just sobbing and bawling. And I'm just like, like, just looking back on like my life and it was a lot, it's been a lot and it's a lot still. So I, and I told her my goals and it was like, I just want to be happy. I just want to be, you know, okay with me, you know, and, and, and I didn't have a reason not to be, but I just wanted to be okay, you know? And, uh, that's all I wanted was just to be okay. And, uh, I went to visit this doctor and I was, dude, scared to death just to taking a step into, you know, it's kind of like, there's like the devil, you know, the devil, you don't kind of thing. It's like, I know this feeling and I know I'm used to it now. I'm used to waking up at four in the morning with like gripping my bed, Okay, like why? So I went to talk to her. She was the most unbelievably kind person. And she we went through, you know, like what I've wrote down and everything. And basically she said that, you know, I have and I knew this, but it's like a I have depressive, like a depressive disorder thing, right? And anxiety and focus and all of these other things and panic are like byproducts of The fact that like um, untreated depression, essentially. So if you're fighting something, it's hard to focus on writing. It's hard to focus on whatever. It's hard, which makes it weird. Like, but somehow I could do stand up, which is whatever. But, you know, it's it's interesting that I can like. It says something about the creative process. Yeah.
1: All these other things you cannot do, but something creative you can do don't know why or whatever, but I'm, I too am grateful.
3: Yeah. It's really that, strange, isn't it? You know, so it is. So significant. I kind of just like put myself in her, I was just like, you know, and she's a psychiatrist and she does like a lot of other stuff and mindfulness and all of that. So when we got together and we talked and just to back up, to give everybody like what happens, you essentially have to take kind of like a, um, and I did this throughout, my experiences with her, you take a questionnaire and it's like a seven or eight question thing that the answers are like, never several days, half the days, nearly every day or constant. Right. And you basically answer these questions and that's where they kind of figure out like where you're at and your progress and your whatever. So, and the questions were like, you know, I can't control my worries. I'm restless. I'm this, I'm that. Like, I feel like I'd be better off, like, you know, day. Just checking off
1: all the time, all the time, all the yeah, time, just all like, the time. Can you add more constant, <laughs> yeah. constant, 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 constant? Yeah. yeah. So it
3: was, you know, so she's like, <laughs> okay, she's like, you're, you know, it, it was pretty severe, but what separated her from other people that I've seen was that she took the time to, she goes, let me explain what's going on with you. And she had the ability to kind of like, it's chemical, it's chemical stuff. And it's, and it's yeah. the, did I do this to myself with too much partying, too much drinking, too much, Who knows? You know, banging my head against shit yeah. growing up, whatever, like who knows. But the point is, is like, I bet it's half nature, half nurture, whatever, but it's now and it's what I have to deal with.
1: Here it is. And yeah. I told
3: her how I'd experienced, you know, psychedelics and how the profound moments and transcendence and meditating and all of the things that I've done were always okay. So, you said earlier, here's the best case scenario. When I'm doing TM, when I'm in a float tank, when I'm exercising, when I'm on stage, when I'm on mushroom, when it, like all well, these things, I'm over here.
1: Here's the best case scenario. Best case yeah. <laughs> scenario.
3: So that's where I'm kind of like, I would love to be able to live here as much as I possibly can, you know? So she said to me, have you ever heard of ketamine therapy for, um, for depression? And I had heard of it and I obviously, you know, like kind of did some research on it and stuff like that. And, uh, I talked to my wife about it and she's like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, like it's done. It's, it's a it's used in uh anesthesia it's used in this it's used in that yeah. but it's definitely something that's regularly used so it's dosage again essentially what right. it is is it's a fast yeah. acting antidepressant and it's something that works on the a whole other system than your uh than your serotonin it's like it's like another yeah. it's essentially like kind of rewiring or like reactivating certain parts of your uh brain i guess i don't know i don't know a ton yeah. about it but it's uh so here's She she says, here's what I think might be the best for you is like, we're doing, it's a ketamine treatment where you go in twice a week for the first four weeks and you get intravenous ketamine and it's about 90 minutes per session. And you, uh, then, you know, kind of talk throughout it and also not throughout the treatment, but afterwards and stuff. And then afterwards, if it's working Uh, to continue it you know periodically down the road or whatever you know so she shows me around the place and there's these like eight rooms that have leather recliners that like are massage chairs that like they're each kind of pot like little one-off things and in the middle is like a control panel where she kind of sits and monitors your blood pressure and your pulse and all that stuff There's a room before you go into that, where you sit down and you get the port put in your hand yeah. and then you get walked over and you, you know, and then there's one room in the back that, uh, I'll tell you about in a sec. So (laughs) I walk around and I'm like, okay. So I talk to my wife. I'm like, okay. Meanwhile, I get an appointment. I, I, she refers me to a cognitive behavioral therapist, someone who's like just a, you know, a talk therapy. So I did these in tandem still do cool. and uh i go to get the my first day i'm scared to death okay like i'm very nervous i worst hate needles case, worst case scenarios just go like gangbusters today dude I, and also <laughs> OTL, i'm kind of also like if this doesn't work i don't know um, what the yeah. hell else I, i'm out of, i'm out of options i'm getting needles now i hate needles <laughs> so i'm sitting in the waiting room and i'm pace i'm kind of like you know whatever i have my music uh, ready to go i walk into the first room i sit in the Medical chair and it's dead silent. Okay. And they take my, my blood pressure and they're checking my weight and all that stuff. And I sit down and they put the port in my, in my hand. And all of a sudden a thousand staticky televisions circle in my head. And I'm Whoa. I black out. I black out. No ketamine. I just the needle in my hand. I black out. I <laughs> hit the so floor. much anxiety. It was just like, well, <laughs> it turns out I have a thing called vasovagal, which is where your blood pressure spikes super high and then drops and you can faint. So like if I get up quick, I get like so if you get lightheaded. It's just a thing. Yeah. So it's just like like there have been times where I'm like in Home Depot looking at the bottom shelf for paint and I like get up too quick and it's like, woo, a little spotty. It's just a thing that. So she goes, okay, what are we going to do here? You know? So that room way in the back that I was going to tell you about that didn't have a recliner. It had a hospital bed <laughs> With like a strap you, you in. Like this. no, not strap you in. It's not that bad, but it's a uh, it's a it's a bed. Yeah. It's like so you lay down, and she yeah. would do the now she she would do the the um ketamine like the 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 yeah. you know the IV at the bed. So I'm like cracking up, like I can't even heal right. <laughs> like this is just so ridiculous. Like I'm not. So it's funny to like you know laugh about it now, but at the time I'm like laying on the ground, like I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, like you know I'm apologizing because I hit the ground. Out. It's like get
1: room B ready. Yep,
3: they <laughs> you know? were, they basically did. <laughs> it's so so I went in and uh, I had my music. I'm um, you know. Just a mess, and now I'm at my. I mean, I'm at the okay. worst. I gotta ask, what do yes. you have on clothes wise? Mm-hmm. No, no, music? the music. Oh, um well, I had uh, <laughs> Oteil and friends at. A, no, I'm kidding. I had a <laughs> instrumental. I had a like like classical, like ambient classical mm. with acoustic guitar. Nice. Um, I went twice a week for five weeks or four weeks, every Monday and Thursday or something like that. And I, it took me a while to tinker with the music, but I ended up with this like acoustic, just a, basically classical acoustic guitar was kind of my, it. now the experience I felt with the ketamine was, um, you know, you get it and you kind of lay there. And it's ninety minutes, and the first forty five minutes is when the ketamine's kind of doing its thing and um I found initially that it's a disassociative it's lucid, you're lucid, you're kind of like yeah you're 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 not in your body, but you are mm. okay, like I could pop out if I had to. It's not like tripping for hours and hours or anything like that. it's more of kind of like a
0: Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in shopify's there to help you grow sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer all lowercase that's shopify.com slash special offer just i
3: don't know like i it's i guess it feels like you're inside of a helium balloon or something like it's very like hmm. like floaty and but visual definitely hallucinations but not anything. Really? But not but not I, I I was having experiences on the ketamine where i I was seeing music number one totally um wow. my sensory stuff was all off and hmm. but I wasn't scared of anything, but what I noticed was the things that I would if I was experiencing these things in real life like in regular day de- like at one point I felt like I was kind of hanging upside down and I was like traveling towards like, it was almost kind of like a waterfall of sand. And I was like, I'm going to crash into this and I'm going to die. And, but I couldn't do anything. I'm like, just go with it. Just, it was teaching me to like, you don't have control over everything. Just go. And I would just kind of like float right through that, like wall of sand. And I'd be on the other side of it. Like I'm okay. There were times where I felt like I was trapped in between Two things super like, and I get claustrophobic. Yeah. So it was like the fears I had, I felt like I was addressing them in this experience and then I'd come out of it and I don't feel as claustrophobic as I did.
1: Interesting.
3: So interesting stuff. Like, and it was kind of like very disassociative and very, um, I would always come to this kind of like, perf- like, Oh yeah. Like it, it, it made me to summarize. It made me like, none of this matters. Like none of this Mm. matters. And love is all that matters. And I would be like happy and I'd be, you know, I'd come out of it and kind of like now in the very beginning that, you know, she told me very honest, she's like, it's not, uh, this isn't like you're healed. So I'd come out of it and that, you know, anxiety and panic and shit that I was dealing with would kind of creep back up eventually. That's why you go a bunch of times in a row. Like, and then yeah. after that you go a little by little. And I would, you have to take an Uber there, you have to take you can't drive there. So there's like yeah. that whole thing, you know. Like I yeah. get in the Uber panicky. I leave like my head out the window, like, I love everyone, you know. <laughs> and uh and and I would t- and I'd, you know, go talk to the therapist and all of that. And they made me comfortable in the fact that like I'm not going crazy. Like yeah. this is a thing. You're going through an episode like this is like a, and they were like, you probably should try a, a, another medication. Like you really probably should yeah. try another medication. They but said, the I, other I one's not working treatment resistant depression is essentially where you have like yeah. three or four different ones that you try and yeah. they don't work. And I've tried Lexapro. I've tried Paxil. Yeah. I've tried Welbutrin. I've tried all these different ones. Yeah. Right. And it was just the side effects were just vicious, dude sweating through my clothes yeah, like watch that stuff before. it's rough dude it's really mm. rough so um but i was having sort of like obsessive thinking and i was having the depression and the anxiety and the panic and the inability to focus and all that stuff and they said you should try zoloft they're like you should really try it and i think it might be perfect for you mm. and i'm gonna say right now that that stuff saved my life. Like it's, it's I'm on it and it's great. And it's perfect for me. And you it, tried all those, but not Zoloft. <laughs> well, and it's just interesting that like the, like it took, you know, know and I'm, one. and one of the reasons why I want to talk about this is because it's like, yeah, it's okay to do that. Like, it's okay to like, you know, the thing that's good about the, and ketamine's is a psychedelic. It's classified under like a psychedelic medicine, but it's like, You could take that while taking an SSRI where, you know, mushrooms and psychedelics and MDMA and all that, it's either muting the psychedelic or it's dangerous because it's too much serotonin and all that other stuff. Um, Yeah. But what it, I mean, it took me a while to agree to do it. It really took me a while. Like I didn't want to do it. And I'm kind of like, not again, like not another. And also just (laughs) because I I was kind of just losing hope in medicine. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. Yeah. I had to follow their their, you know, uh guidance and, you know, talking to my wife about it and stuff like that. And well that's stepping into the unknown too. It totally I, is. Well, let's try it.
1: Right. And you know that's what else? Me. I'm like, "Hey man, I'll try it." You yeah. know, like Yeah. What else? What have you got to lose at this point?
3: And it's just, you know, what's kind of interesting, man, is that like little by little I started to go back to yeah. center. Do the you know middle. what I mean? Yeah. And, like the and,
1: Buddhists talk about, we don't even want too much happiness.
3: I just, I just, well, just, well, I just wanted stay, to stay right in
1: between here and here. Like, can I just be good?
3: Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and I've, and, and with the talk therapy and with the now cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapy is a thing where you, you there's homework. Like you don't just go yeah. talk to someone and they yeah. go, all right, see you tomorrow. You work out. Why do I feel this way? Is there any rationality to this fear I have? Is there? Let's talk. Let's examine it, dude. Literally, like a worksheet. And now you write something down. If you're feeling something, you write it down, and you go like, "What are the odds from one to a hundred? Like, what are the odds that this is real? (laughs) What (laughs) evidence do I have to support this? What is the counter evidence? You know, things like that.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm saying it. Like worst case, best. There's got to be something. You nailed it. You said, I don't have perspective. No, you don't. It's all in the one
3: side. So for that fire in the house analogy, right now the fire trucks arrived and they're starting to put the fire out. You know what I mean? Like I'm starting to kind of like...
1: Yeah. You can see the fire is, is, is going to be put out.
3: Yes. This, the the (laughs) structure, the, the beams are fine. The house has good bones, but it's like, we're going to take a little bit of like time to repair this thing, you know, the firemen are winning. (laughs) And what I started to notice, dude, and it's so weird is that tiny, simple circumstances that used to bug me out and freak me out when I was in this little like kind of yeah. freak out weren't even afterwards, I'd be like, "Ah, oh, I just did that. And it didn't, it didn't bother me. <laughs> and I remember like going on stage, I went on stage a, a little bit when I was doing, when I was feeling really bad and I'd like run to my car afterwards and just go home. Like I just felt so, and I justify it with whatever, but I was just socially anxious. I didn't want to yeah. talk to him, Cause I felt like, It was all over my face how shitty I was feeling or how anxious I was feeling. But then I'd be like, why didn't you stay and talk to, there's always a post game show in my head that was like, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? Why'd you do this? Instead of just like, hey, I'm human, you know, like fucking, so I couldn't deal. I couldn't deal. I
1: I allow myself to have like, I can't deal. Yeah. (laughs) I know. It's like for, with kids, then you have to deal, but good for you, man. Good for you. So Seriously. It's,
3: yeah. So it's just been, um, you know, I stayed with, I'm still, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a process, right? So I still go for the, the periodic ketamine treatment and I am, you know, uh, talking, doing the therapy and whatever, and it's never going to go away. But here's the thing. I, you know, you you try to surround yourself with happy stuff. You try to surround yourself with whatever to try to find that quote or that thing that kind of like nails it for you. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. all have that kind of like whatever, right? I'm driving to New York. It's hilarious. Driving to New York to do a show. I think I texted you this at that at this point, but like uh I'm listening to an interview. Mark Marin on WTF interviews I love Rosie you. Perez. Okay. I
1: love that interview, man. Remember, I sent it to you? Yeah. So this is oh, about where this so just God, to give I love you. That interview.
3: Yeah, so just to give you uh because <laughs> I talked to you kind of throughout the whole thing, but I didn't want to tell you know, it's hard to talk about this shit at the time. She said, Okay, so I'm driving on the West Side Highway in Manhattan and I'm listening to this interview and her life, God, what a what a crazy yeah. story. But she said she was talking to a therapist, and the therapist said, When you first came here, you were like barely treading water in the ocean. <laughs> it's, it's all right. And then that ocean turned into a lake, and that lake turned into a pond, and that pond turned into a river. And now that river is a puddle. We got it down yeah. to a puddle. And Rosie Prez goes, Well, when can we get rid of the fucking puddle? <laughs> and the doctor goes, you- you- You're not going to. The puddle's <laughs> always going to be there, but you can manage the puddle. Yeah. You can manage the puddle. You're not going to drown in the puddle. And I, dude, I pulled over. I pulled over. Yeah. And I just like, it was like, I just started like wailing because I felt good. Yeah. And that's I was like,
1: acceptance
3: of this I'm trip. Like, I understand trip. that I have yeah. a puddle that's never going to dry. And it's, and it's okay though. But that's, and see, yeah. now it's kind of like, all of us do. That's all the thing. But do. when you don't yeah. know how to navigate that, And I had, you know, I mean, there's perfectly valid reasons for a lot of the... It wasn't all imaginary. I had some
2: messed up shit go down in my life. Hey there, Osiris listeners. I wanted to tell you about our friends over at Smartwool. For more than 25 years, Smartwool has been making
0: merino wool socks and apparel designed to keep you comfortable because they want to help you play, laugh, and explore in the outdoors with every thread they knit and every step you take. Because they believe that comfort sharpens focus and lets you perform beyond your limits. They're here to help you feel good. Now, it's up to you how far you will go. Take 15% off of your first order at smartwool.com. Smartwool. Go far, feel good.
1: Parts of your story was that you said the fog comes in and I don't know where it comes from. But when you wrote down that four pages of shit, I, I my first thought was, well, now we know where the fog comes from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you been, yeah.
3: I mean, definitely. And I think that you a lot of by it, it. Honestly, man, that shit was real. And I had to deal with it. And and the thing was that, like, you know, I got overwhelmed by it. And, 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 and I. Of course you
1: did. When it happened, you were at your most vulnerable. A child.
3: Yeah, yeah, and 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 then it resurfaces again. You know, I had a lot of. I, I moved a million times when I was a kid. My folks split when I was very young, two months old, and then got back together when I was like seven or eight, and had three more kids. So I was kind of like, "Oh, that's the family," you know, or kind of whatever. And you get you get your perception is what it is. And I kind of felt like yeah. I had to just. I I joked my way through it. I joked my way through it, and I did whatever I had to do to to kind of like you know. Survive. And that's fine. I'm not, you know, pointing fingers. Life is life. It is what it is. But it was like the pandemic. Yeah. I had been running from (laughs) well, it was like a it was like a five-car pile up. Yeah. It's like I'd been in a car chase my whole life. And then at the pandemic, we had a big five-car five-car pileup. And now I have to like assess the wreckage. And I kind of have to like clean up the scene or, you know what I mean? Like, and and it was just too much, four pages of assessment, too much to handle. And, and I, and I, I was doing it alone. And I guess the reason why I want to talk about it is because now I can look back and see that person that I didn't know how to get, dude, I didn't know what to do. I really genuinely had no idea. There was like a, a handful of people that, I I turned to and I was like, I'm not doing good. I'm really really yeah. not doing good. And they helped me. And I I want I think that these kind of things, these these clouds, these fires in our house, these they happen to people. And we don't know when it's going to happen. We don't know how it's going to happen, but they happen. And I felt so. I felt so alone, dude. I felt so yeah. people are writing to us. Meanwhile, we're doing the podcast throughout and I, and I'm like uh, getting messages from people that are like, you guys, thank you so much for being so open and vulnerable. And I'm like, I, if they only knew, like, if they only knew, yeah. like, like the, the shit that I'm going like, but it's well, just, you were, you were being open. It
1: was, it's just in degrees. I, I couldn't do it they, at the time. They didn't I wouldn't have been able to handle was it. This-
3: little, yeah. Well, but, Amy Cuddy I mean, comes on and talks about where she was like at and I'm like yeah. kind of, you know, it's and, time to and just And
1: that was powerful because that was the first time that she shared it.
3: Exactly. exactly. On our podcast, I
1: was like whoa. I hung up and called a you. Moment. yeah.
3: I, we stopped and I called you right away and I was like, dude, that one, wow. I called her and I was on the yeah. road recently and I talked to her for like a couple hours, just a chat, you know, and just yeah. you know, but I guess the thing is this, like I just kind of want people to know that you know, if you're doing something and you feel like it's not working or if you feel alone or whatever, I think that the things the medicines or medicines at the talk to a doctor about that stuff. Talk to a doctor about that stuff and get a plan together that's best for you. Uh it took me 10 medications to find out that and you know, what's nice about what I'm taking now is that it's kind of like there are positive side effects that I'm like, oh, wow. I don't even worry about being late anymore before I had to be an hour <laughs> early to everything or else I was wrong. You know what I that's mean? Like, like dumb shit where I'm like, oh, I might be on time. Though. I might not hey, like, man, who
1: fucking cares if you could take four or five dumb shit things, off. dumb the shit table, things off the plate.
3: Great. It makes like, everything easier. It's like yeah. one big thing that got taken off, you know, like. Exactly, dude. I, I'll I'm take just, it. Right. And, and, and I guess just don't, don't give up on the fact that, you know, all of that, but also I have to say that the two most important things, the three most important things from the mushrooms to the ketamine, to the talk therapy and all that stuff is, and from our conversations, dude, a couple in particular, the things that I have held on to are basically There's love and fear. Like that's like for me, for me, there's only two, there's love and fear. And if you, and if you're, and I've said that a million times on the podcast, but if you're operating from love, fear kind of, it's there, but it can't stand a chance of taking over. And if you're living from fear, it's hard to acknowledge and even sometimes feel any love. So that's important. Um, The second thing is time, putting time in between yourself and your. Reactions, your actions, yeah. your I mean, I think about how many people take their own lives that are maybe a phone call would have made the difference, yeah. maybe a a day of walk taking a walk. I don't know, anything. You never it know was, what's gonna
1: happen. I think it it certainly would have. But we're emotional creatures and we act and react emotionally sometimes, and that's that, you know, like sometimes yeah. it's more extreme.
3: No, of course. And it it was, there's, I, I can say in this whole, like, you know, whatever I didn't want to, I never would have, I, there were times where I was just too tired, man. I was just like, yeah. this is like, I'm, I'm so exhausted and I don't know how to, it was like, I was just like under like quicksand or something. Um, and then the third thing I think that's the most you know, important thing I realized was just community, like community, yeah. find your community. And if you don't, there were times where I was so lost and I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. I just started volunteering at like a food shelter and yeah. just being around other people, like that to me felt safe. Like I was just able to go like do that for other people and whatever, you know, and service uh, is service. is such service. a, is such a uh, I always
1: say that the, the most powerful magic, and it's it's love and service is like the highest form of that because you're just giving of yourself. Yeah, your time, Absolutely. your life, your life. You're giving up your life to do or that portion of it. You know. Yeah, and it's there's it helps. It's really
3: healing. Yeah. No, it totally really is healing, and, and it's, it's it's magic. It really is. And it's this thing of kind of like when you, I'm very grateful that I can like look back and, uh, things got heavy, man. Things got heavy and, and, and it's, and it's, um, a lot lighter and things will get heavy and things are going to get heavy and things are, but you know what? It's not all here or all there. It's like,
1: well, it's a contraction. It's just like a sine wave, just like when they hook your heart up, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. winter has to come. It's right. coming. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no avoiding winter. If your puddle does dry all the way up, it's gonna rain and it's come gonna back. Rain. You know, like there's no
3: don't put gotta, away your don't put away your umbrella just yet.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. if we just Yeah. We, but if we can like be uh wise enough. And sometimes you just have it takes that experience of living, and if you're lucky enough to make it to being older, yeah, then you go, yeah, "Yeah, okay, I can get through it when it rains. Yeah, like we get through full-on hurricanes down here. (laughs)
3: We're like, is this it? You know? Yeah. No, totally. Totally.
1: So that's life. That's life. You know? And and when you do have the bad stuff, you like really. I all the time, like any time, I'm not sick right now. I don't have a sore though. I don't have the flu. I'm just normal. Yeah. Which I used to be very just dark. I'm like, dude, you ain't sick right now. You got food in the the kids are happy. Jess is happy. Yeah. Like so if I'm just like nothing, great. <laughs> you know, like let's and, celebrate.
3: And, <laughs> and dude, it's so funny that you say that. Like nothing. That's something that I think if you get it, you get it. And if you don't get it, you're like, what do you mean nothing? Cause I was like, I've said in the past, like, all I want is for, it doesn't matter. I just want to be <laughs> able to like, to, to go to a thing that I like a roadblock or whatever and just go, it doesn't matter. Instead of going off, oh, fuck, like what now, you know, yeah. it's, it's just, it doesn't matter. And I can't tell you how much yeah. looking back on my life, I just tried so hard to feel nothing. And I couldn't not feel something. So I, I think like, you know, for, for decades, I always had Xanax around and I would have a Xanax and a couple beers kind of regularly, dude. And that was my sort of like getting to, that was like to just, that was just to kind of like get, uh, maintain, just to kind of get like a, like a. Uh, you know up to surface kind of you know and it was an easy yeah, not up get you not below zero <laughs> just just to get like this dude i carried a xanax in my in my pocket of my jean you know that little coin pocket i remember I, you said that one time and i was like man he's serious about that shit like, well it was just
1: like and i i'll tell you what well it was just, just like, a I thought warm. it was a case you had an emergency. It was like an emergency case. So you have a panic attack.
3: It was, but you know how much I never took it. I just knew it was there. Yeah. And that made me feel better, which is like, that's weird. You know what I no, mean? But it I was, don't think
1: that's weird at all. I think that's actually very sane. Oh, totally. Because you could like I could, I know I could take it. So I'm cool. I'm not there yet. You know, I do that with, uh, but it was Nigel's. When Nigel was born, he had all this fluid in his lungs and we were in the NICU for four days. And I, we didn't, they can't say, we're not sure if he's going to die. They can't say he's not going to die. Right. So I just take it to that. That's my Xanax in my pocket. Yeah. I go, well, it's not that dire. Right. And I always have it there, like, and believe it, it's in my pocket all the time.
3: (laughs) It's scarred in, you know, it's a a, (laughs) Before started, I put my jeans in the laundry, I'm like, oh, <laughs> let me get my, I yeah, call it my pocket annex. I'm like, let me, my pocket, <laughs> my shit. pants have to take their medicine. But, I don't think that's weird, man. I no, no, no. But what I thought was <laughs> weird, but, but what I, what I mean by what I thought was weird was that even knowing it was there, lowered the. Yeah. And throughout this thing, I, I'm trying to like, uh, take a look at what I, you know, is that a good thing? You know what I mean? And I'm talking to this doctor yeah. and she's like, benzos are not good like you yeah. get rebound anxiety <laughs> from that stuff. And oh, I'll tell you what, during that's good. <laughs> during Jeez. the during the uh pandemic, man, I was taking a lot of it. And 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 before the uh so you were compounding during stand up I was taking I mean like in the beginning oh, of yeah. I mean it was hard dude. It was it was like You were compounding your anxiety oh. without even by trying to fix it. You know what I mean? So it was kind of almost like a just to get comfortable going and talking or yeah. getting, you know, whatever, like, you know, yeah. Xanax and a beer or two was kind of like my warm yeah, blanket. That tolerance. was my Quaalude or whatever, yeah, you know and I mean?
1: builds up and then,
3: and then you have the rebound. I was just doing yeah. what I had to do, but I drank yeah. like a fish in the past. I would do drugs. I would do whatever. Yeah. And it was all just to kind of, you know, I, I realize now that that was kind of like my self-medicating or whatever. Right. So yeah, everybody's trying to do the thing, whatever they can do to feel better or whatever. And I'm not, I'm not like, this isn't some sob story. I I wanted to like, kind of like, I'm fine. I'm good. And it, things will yeah. go down. Things will go up, whatever it's. Um, but I had to hit a weird bottom. We all to kind of realize like, but meanwhile, through talking with us, through talking with, you know, that's why some of these podcasts were, <laughs> Ooh, life lifesaver it's yeah but also heavy like i would yeah, hang up and yeah. go like oh shit yeah. you know but life's uh,
1: heavy shit
3: it really is dude and uh i just felt like you know we talked about a ton of this stuff way back and i was kind of poo-pooing you know medicine's not good for you for me personally and again i'm not a doctor
1: well the benzos aren't
3: <laughs> they're not yeah exactly <laughs> maybe on a flight or something fine but yeah, <laughs> depression and anxiety and all that stuff is a real thing, and it's men deal thing. with it, and women deal with it, and we have to be okay talking about it. And I'm um, I'm so inspired by you know the Gary Gallmans and the yeah. you know Amy Cuddy's of the world and stuff like that. So and the Mike Yeah. thanks. Well, I just I got through last year, and I kind of wanted to. Damn right, brother talk about it you know what i mean so so
1: i guess just uh <laughs> you know it's really to everybody who's made it a lot of us didn't you know yeah here's yeah. to those of us that, that like made it through man and especially that are willing to be brave because when you have that kind of fear of mm-hmm. the unknown yeah. telling people about it, it's about the worst That's in there in the worst case
3: scenario. Oh, great. Now you just told him. Oh, good. I know. That's good. Now you're going to be judged. I told everybody. Yeah. And I guess the whole thing is kind of like my answer to that is like, what are you afraid of? What are, what am I afraid of? Like, it's, it's okay. Like things, life gets too heavy at times. And it's just like, you know, like how many people are walking around holding this in and that's going to kill them. You know what I'm saying? Like how many people are, are, are. You know, I care so goddamn much about people that I don't know. And I wish, I, you know, I'm learning to care about myself maybe a little bit as yeah. much, but I really, yeah. really don't like hearing stories of people that can't handle what they're going it's, through or felt like much. they had nobody to turn. It pisses me off that like uh, we, we we could treat our cars better than we treat yeah ourselves sometimes whatever but it's just this thing of kind of like yeah everybody should be like able to talk about the shit that they've gone through because look if i got like in a car accident and you could visibly see what happened to me we'd 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 be okay talking about it if i got attacked by a mountain lion and i had a scar across like we'd go oh what's that oh
1: my god are you okay yeah would come check on
3: you all the time until the scar you know yeah and it's just you know yeah. like and i and I'm, I'm i'm incredibly proud and happy of um for the fact that like mental health is being talked about way more but like psychedelic medicine and all that other stuff like ketamine it, it, like yeah. that it worked for me and it's something i never in a million million years would have thought you get a needle and you no, fucking I mean, no way how, but it's, how are you, it's,
1: you supposed to know therapy yeah. ketamine zoloft yeah all right that's a that's a three-pronged thing one of which was not even i mean how when was ketamine even allowed apparently a, a while
3: ago, but i didn't know about it but yeah it's like a it's a it, yeah right it's a newer thing i mean our awareness of it is new exactly you know, like yeah being, i didn't know much about it dude but then i it's thought like, it
1: was illegal i thought it was schedule one like heroin and you know
3: it's, no it's fda approved and it's uh there's <laughs> There's a whole, but the thing that's cool about it is an, a med like a, a doctor's administering it and it's, yeah, I'm not doing it in a parking lot. I'm not, to, which, Hey, do whatever you want to do. I'm past that time in my life, but it's like, you know, yeah. for, for me, for this, it, it expedited, it expedited the process. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And fuck it. I don't care. I'm on it. I'm on an antidepressant and it's, and it's working and it's hey, you man, know, are you, and i got nothing to fucking I, whatever i got nothing to apologize about and the, the but key i is, think that are you depressed anymore no i <laughs> like, mean so I, I, it's working. kind of yeah and it's and it's uh you know think you, you get down you get whatever but i mean and everything you know life is god life is difficult and coming out of i think the pandemic was whatever it was but coming out of it and figuring out how to whatever be a person again or whatever it was it was yeah. i think tough. everybody has changed
1: there there is no going back
3: because no, there never no,
1: no. is anyway <laughs> you're going forward whether you want to or not you can right. delude yourself however you want to and that delusion bangs up against reality and that's why it doesn't work yeah. so you're already going so we're not going back to anything no and Thank God, I mean, yeah. I wanna be going forward better.
3: Yeah, yeah, you know? totally, totally. And
1: you are, man. And I think uh, uh, hopefully this will really encourage a lot of other people to like seek the community, don't give up, try Put, something new, step into the unknown, try something that, you know, keep trying. It doesn't yeah. work, keep trying, keep moving forward.
3: There's, you know? There's, yeah, and I think that there's sometimes we have these like periods of desperation And if you have anxiety or you have panic or you have an inability to focus or depression, things seem like it's like when you have a pimple, right? You go, eh, all anybody could see is this pimple. I have my head. My head with the magnifying mirror. Exactly. That's what I mean. And you're like, (laughs) and then you walk out of the house and you're like, my head is like the moon. Like everyone sees my pimple, right? But people are walking by you and they see this beautiful smiling face. Who cares about your stupid pimple? Right. And then you get home and you're like, Oh, nobody get like, I I, I didn't die. Nobody laughed at me. Like, I'm fine. I got a fucking pimple. And in two days it's gone. Point is, is that when you are in a period of panic or anxiety or whatever, you're like, if I don't pop my, if I don't do something, I don't have control over it. I don't have whatever it's taken on my, like, I think one of the things that, you know, to echo what I said earlier, like putting time. Give it a day. Yeah. Give it a week. Give yeah. it a like. You know. Put some. It's okay. Write it down instead of. Yeah. Just like.
1: Write it, it down. Space, and you know. Set and, it
3: down. <laughs> yeah, and give yourself a little bit of like, you know, all right, like, let's fucking whatever, you know. But um, <laughs> I think that that I think it's you know, and I and dude. You know, I I I genuinely like I love you to death, man. You're like a brother to me, and you're same here, man. Someone who like here, I've been able to kind of like call and bullshit with and whatever, and just even if it wasn't about heavy shit, it's just like just to know like that you were my community for for a yeah. good part of this thing, man. So dude, the pandemic like
1: we really doing this, and the relationship we developed from doing this. I mean, it was just like that's why the podcast is so good. Yeah. Because it just it's you know, it's <laughs> yeah. and, um it's just it's real. It's what we um that's what we did in the pandemic. We just did it on camera also. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. And, I mean uh, and it, it... <laughs> that's the coolest thing I think about your whole story is that you were you back Back in your story, you said, I just joked my way through it. I just joked my way through it. And I was like, that was somehow at the bottom of your panic, your bottom line, it was a survival yeah. Uh, mechanism. Yeah, And that's why you're able to do it on stage, no matter how bad it gets. And that, I, it's the same with musicians, man. You're like that guy's playing so good and he just killed himself like what like yeah you see what he did the, the day before like what
3: yeah and i just that's interesting that's a very good i mean a very we had that point. happen
1: with neil casal yeah I that's got exactly what i'm thinking of about him, right now the, me day and him and nigel sitting and nigel was cutting up and we were all just smiling so big and neil had this big smile i posted it and i just But that's why, because whenever this thing happened to us, we would go to our guitar or we would joke our way through it. Yeah. So there's something magic about that, like service and love. And there's something magic about that kept us able to like hold on. And uh, so people find that thing too. whatever that thing that if you could put a good coping mechanism in there instead of you already had it, you had the joking. But we were also using, I was using alcohol and sex and yeah. you're using Xanax and beer. Yeah. Somebody's using gambling and food or whatever. You know, whatever. Yeah, if totally. If you could use, if you could find this good one, like comedy or music or something creative, because that creative thing is maybe that's like the, like, let's sleep on it. Like, yeah. I'll do this until the world, yeah. you know, until my brain gets back to what at coping, being able to cope again, you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, no, you're right. 100%. You a hundred percent. And it's funny to like- You superpower out of it. You know? What's interesting is like, I look back, like I'll give you an example of like, when I was a kid, I remember I was on the school bus and my friend, I I moved into a newer neighborhood, like a new, we moved a lot and I moved into a new neighborhood and we were joking around on the bus. And it was, I remember feeling good. Like I felt f- happy, fun, whatever, like breaking balls, had friends. And a girl on the bus goes, you're moving. And I looked at my house and there was a for sale sign in the oh. front yard. And I didn't know we were moving. So like, wow. yeah. I kind of had to like, uh,
1: Oh, we're, we're I guess we're,
3: we're moving. moving. Right. So immediately, dude, I had to go into like uh, survival mode, protection mode, whatever. So I was like, yeah, this neighborhood sucks. And I hate all of you. I'm like, obviously I'm going to move like this, you know, who <laughs> wants to live around you d- idiots. And I became like, I started like doing like whatever, like just defensive, joking, ball breaking, but being kind of brutal. And wow, just to not like, you know, my meanwhile, my lips quivering, right? So, like, I get off and I'm like, we're moving, and it's like, yeah, we're moving. So, that was just kind of like a that defense thing where I was trying to like joke around, but be me. I I look back on a situation like that where I'm kind of like. Yeah. That's where that shit started. That's when I started to have to kind of like, just put up that armor and do, and like how we talked to Richard Schwartz, right. About family systems and all that stuff where it's like, you're, you put up these walls at different times in your life that kept you safe, but no one ever goes and tells those security guys, like, it's okay. I'm not eight years old anymore. Like you can punch out. So then, when something happens, you kind of go right to that default mechan—you know, like defense mechanism—and it's then it throws you all off kilter and shit. So, it's funny to kind of yeah. think about that. Like, yeah, maybe that was there from way back, and then going well, on stage is. and, and, and being able to
1: like—that's incoming. Like you're on a bus, someone goes, "You're moving," and all of a sudden it's like immediately like react. Yeah, it's like whoa, I got to yeah, adapt there. Like, like well, I'm shit. moving. That's a lot to <laughs> um, again. I think I'm I was nine. Again
3: nine yeah. or 10. So it's kind of like a, all right. And then you just sort of yeah. have to adjust, but that's, you know, yeah. again, it's life, and life and, is going to keep doing that.
1: So then when you're like, you've already had it a lot and then you're always like this, you know, and then life just throws you whatever it's random, you know,
3: you don't trust it. That's going to come. You're like, I knew it. Uh! You yeah. know? <laughs> well, and that's the thing. You kind of learn not to trust. PTSD. Yeah. Why get, why get comfortable? <laughs> is something i always said to myself it's like why get comfortable and then i look at i went on the road and followed a band around for how many years like living going yeah. from place to place stand up i travel like there's all this like you know i was living it in new york and my wife was living in another place but we were happily like everything was so like dented you know it, like but also it felt right or whatever i Dude, don't know the,
1: i was the same way and you know the that took me the longest time to answer that question. Why get comfortable? And now the answer is right here, because I might enjoy five minutes of comfort. <laughs> you know, I know after all the time, I felt yeah. being uncomfortable. If I could get five, I will celebrate, Yeah. you know, I'll yeah. raise a toast. And then sometimes you can get like a whole day. Yeah. A good portion of a day. And then maybe the kids will do something and then it'll just screw it all up. And then they'll do something like five times as amazing. You yep. know, like wipe over that little speed bump that. So you just like take it all. And it's a move. It's the greatest movie. Mm-hmm. If you can
3: enjoy it, you could sit in your seat yeah. for that long.
1: If you can believe that you deserve to enjoy it everybody and yeah. deserves five minutes of comfort. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know it's really, it's really interesting. Yeah. And it's, uh, and I just I'm hope glad that to see you have it, man. Thanks brother. And, 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 you know, I, I, I didn't want to like, you know, I hope that this isn't like a downer for anybody. I just hope that this is more of kind of like a, I just want everybody to know that, like, you know, don't give up and don't like, yeah. uh, you know, like, like there's not, you know, I mean, people have had it way worse and people will yeah. have it way worse and people, I'm not, yeah. you know, pointing fingers or blaming anybody or whatever. No. I've made tons of mistakes in my life and, but I'm not going to let them ruin me and I'm not going to, yeah. you know, I'm just going to try to move forward. And And I think that, uh, as we see life kind of becoming more and more, what do you call it? Apocalyptic like comic bookish, like everything's yeah. shit it's even more urgent for us to get yeah happy as these things pop up if it if it <laughs> pops up in anybody that's listening or watching's life and you feel that kind of like your house on fire or your the fog's coming in don't hesitate to seek help and don't hesitate yeah. to admit that like i can't control like yeah. it, it's it's hard when you can't see your hand in front of your face yeah and that's scary. where i was at yeah. That's, that's 100%. Scary. Last year was the yeah. worst year ever. And this year is not last year. So already it's better. Yeah. So that's it. I just wanted to kind of like, you know, uh, be honest and uh, well, let everybody you know for that. where
1: I'm at. Thank you so. for being honest, man. It's never too late to have a happy childhood, folks. That's right. I'm doing it right before your eyes. <laughs> I had a good childhood and I'm having an even happier one because Like all the things that I didn't do that I didn't even think about or I thought I was above or whatever. Like, I'm doing it now with my kids. Like, yeah, totally. Too late. Yeah. Like, please get that happiness, man. Like,
3: gun for it, train for it, work for it. It's good. I think train for it is a great way of putting it because it is. You have to. Right. (laughs) I mean, dude, I, I'll tell you what, like GDP starting yoga, yeah. <laughs> but even so, I think it takes training to like, you know how, like you dread starting a diet, but yes. you know, you got to lose the weight. That's how yeah. depression and anxiety and should have been for me where it's like, I should probably be on something, but I know how this feels yeah. and yeah. I don't know how that. And it's literally like, dude, a veil, just like, it's like, oh, yeah. all right. Like I, I can start be. with five pounds. That's it yeah yeah
1: <laughs> or one yeah i mean i've seen it on my t- app that i do where you know yeah dude i mean the amount of weight he lost in 17 months <laughs> it was crazy but he was like when i lost a pound because he had so much he was like yeah. i'll take it you know so that's
3: starting's just, the hardest yeah. thing with what everything so just you know like, and if the medicine or if the, the if whatever you're trying or doing, isn't working, talk to a professional about other options and that's it. You know what and I talk mean? To like multiple just, professionals. Yeah. If you don't like Get your fourth yeah. and fifth opinions, the people, listen, the therapist I'm talking to this, the the woman, the, the doctor I'm working with, they saved my life. They, they absolutely yeah. saved my life. And, yeah. and I give it 1 million percent to them. And it's just, and it's that, it's that cut and dry. They it's brought literally you out of that the country. darkness i just yeah. don't know how much longer i could have went that exhausted but i'm i'm you know what i'm saying like it's so it's yeah. just like you it's know such a good thing man i've
1: noticed it on podcasts when we started podcasting again yeah cuz people can mask their voice but i could see it
3: in their face <laughs> <laughs> and i could definitely see it in your face uh, dude everybody you can see everything i got no that's why i don't play cards dude i'm a, <laughs> I wear it all. I but it I was all.
1: like, he's happier.
3: Yeah. Like happier.
1: Mm. Like, significantly like, oh, he's doing good. He's doing better. You know, he's doing better. He's doing better. No, I was like, he's happier. Or whatever. Had, more at peace, more.
3: Something. I had to take a minute and kind of just like, you know, we, we we go from talking every day to once a week to, you know, we see each other on the podcast and then and then you're on tour or I'm doing whatever. I kind of needed to hibernate for a a minute and sort of just like, deal with my shit and and I'm glad I did that too yeah yeah. so I mean it's yeah. when
1: you go in the hospital (laughs) yeah everybody gets cut off and you gotta lay there and you gotta heal you know this is it's just you and the docs me and the doc you know but
3: shout out to your wife man and my dog I was just about to say I think Charlie deserves a uh,
1: Charlie uh, Charlie's uh, like if I could
3: talk she's (laughs) if I could talk (laughs) Charlie's like, where's my ketamine?
1: <laughs> no, you love you love Charlie. I do. I do. She and was, I love a shout out to I'm my sure wife. She, yeah. Great people. Awesome. Great people,
3: man. Yeah. Great. And you are too. And all of you are. And I just wanted to let you guys uh know that. And uh what what are we gonna do, man? This is the this is the thing. We have this opportunity, right? We get to talk to people. And when people are sending stuff saying like thanks for the honest talk about mental health and all, Okay. Let's, let's catch let's you. Really up to do speed, you know yeah, what I mean? So, let's do so, it. so this is it. And Amen, uh, I hope brother. it helps. Hope it helps. It's
1: gonna, it's gonna bless you brother. Thank you, man.
3: Peace everybody. Osiris.